Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Two Half Squads. About a very, very great game. Which game is that? Uh, Advanced Squad Leader? Yes. That's correct. All right. I win. And this is... And that is Bob. There's Bob. Bostrom, yep. Fresh thanks back for, from... Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. Oh, always a pleasure. Someone has to always try and lend some credibility to the program. Yeah. And you're, that and seat that's is your always party. there for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's yes. you. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> and you're back from St. Louis. But first, today is... I'm not back from St. Louis. August. Oh, you didn't go to St. No. Louis? Mm. No. Oh, and I'm, oh, you know, coincidentally, oh, no, no, no. I am also not back from St. Louis. And I did not make it to St. Louis. Okay, well, so that's maybe something next we all year have in we common. need to commit yeah. to maybe going, getting to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But August 7th, 2013, episode 98. 98. Wow. <laughs> I've been saying wow after every episode, like yeah. since episode 10. But now it's really getting... What are you guys going to do when it hits 100? Wow. Wow, wow. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I don't know. I think we know. We've got some great stuff planned for episode one, and you are not going to want to miss that. It's going to be well. We're going to big triangle live. Yeah, the hangout. A lot of celebrity guests. Massive hangout. Yeah, music, stuff for the kids to do. It's going to be. It's just something for everybody. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, thanks for joining in. So, So talking some gaming. Didn't make it to the St. Louis tournament. No. Okay. No. None of us Are you did. making it to Aslock? I don't. I probably not. Okay. I'm not sure. I will either. I'm sure. And we're I not won't. doing Gen Con, Jeff. Either. No. This oh, is, you guys are not. Wow. Doing Gen this is a summer. No. I'm seems to. I seem to be staying home. And I, in fact, I'm year. probably going to miss my fishing trip as well. My twenty this this year would be twenty third year. Wow. Well, then maybe I'll go to homecoming at Westland. Yeah, I think you should. Oh, That'll make Westland. up for my fishing trip. <laughs> and Gen Con, you, you go to your homecoming. That'll make up for me <laughs> missing Gen Con. Homecoming? College. Yeah. I never go. And the guys were talking about great stuff they do. I'm like, how come you guys never invite me to do this great stuff? They're like, because you never, you never attend anything, Dave. You never go to anything. Right. <laughs> like, I'm busy, man. I'm gaming. I have yeah. kids. I run gaming groups. I podcast. active in church. Got a podcast now. So, so you've included gaming three times out of those five excuses. Yeah. Gaming D- was part D&D, of three of those. ASL, and the guys' nights. Yeah. That's why it's three. Well, you said you do gaming, you do podcasts, which is about gaming, and you have gaming groups. So you, even my church <laughs> your friends are is about say, gaming. Uh-huh. It's a gaming church. Yeah, it's a game. What yeah. kind of gaming do you do at the church? <laughs> well, actually, I, Dicing for souls? I have yeah. gotten <laughs> lots of guys from the church as I was compiling episode 101, Greatest Hits, which is complete, and it's two hours. So actually... I'm thinking of talking, Jeff, and cutting it down to an hour each or something. By the time we add some intro. Anyway, uh, two hours of of greatest clips, and in it are the very famous things like Jeff talking about meeting gamers at the library. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And and, uh, I have gotten lots of gentlemen from the church to come and play, more more than from work. So I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. I don't know. It means something. But Bob was talking about a game he's been playing with his nephew called... Ambush. The old Victory what? Victory Games. Victory Ambush. Games. Yeah. yeah. I used to see it advertised in the General, the old Avalon Hill General. Right. Yeah, Victory Games was owned by Avalon Hill. It was like a subsidiary. Subsidiary. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a, it's an old, I think, 82 or 3 or something... 
Sounds Early right. 80s. World War Two. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, squad, individual soldiers, and it's a solitary, solitaire game. And you have a squad of individual soldiers, and there's these missions with you know a map, and you move your soldiers on, and you find, try and accomplish goals, and you find Germans, and they try and shoot you, and you try and shoot them, and. And you read and, paragraphs. Uh, yeah, describe. There's, a little, there's a book. So, you, so every hex you enter, you look up on a little card, and it puts you to a paragraph book, and you read that paragraph, and it tells you what happens. And so it's you know back in the day that was uh, you know before kind of computer and video games took over. That yeah. was quite the. So the paragraphs were are colorful, descriptive text. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. It'd be like you know you walk into the hut and you see a, a cigarette smoking. You know, oh, okay. A German cigarette smoking on the table. So you're thinking, oh, a German was just in here. Maybe he's out the back. It's kind of like that World War II role-playing game <clears throat> Jeff mentioned on episode 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, my, uh, I, you know, my nephew's 11, and he loves World War II. And he's kind of interested in gaming, but really kind of not. But I brought it over, and I thought, he's probably not going to like this because... You know, you see the video games they play. It's yeah, they're yeah. I mean they're incredible what they what they do is you really gotta like moving these you know, old counters around on a map sheet and looking reading paragraphs. He absolutely loved it. Every time I see him the first thing he wants to go do the next mission and, and you know, play the next uh, you know, mission. he just loves it. So uh, Yeah, you know, that's it's, cool. That's uh I was I was pleasantly surprised. Enjoyed it. What's the map like? Is it uh, hexes or it is, it's hexes. Okay. And there's like two maps. And so you do like four missions. One's like a town, and one's like a country. Yeah, kind of outdoorsy maps. So. And um, they're hexes, and yeah, it's, it's um, you know, and you you know you lose soldiers along the way. Your soldiers that survive get better, and you know, and you bring in new recruits. So he really loved that. You know, he's got all his friends in his squad, and yeah, or his section of the squad, and I have my friends in the section of my squad. And, so, you know, he'd get quite a little upset when one of his friends would get killed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was Because, yeah, like an old B-17, solitaire game, Amon Hill. Yeah, you'd, I'd name all the crew members, people I knew, and went through a lot of crew members. Yeah, you go through, you go through and, a few. And I don't have a lot of friends, so it was getting really <laughs> tough for me to... We used to, you know, family members. <laughs> but it was also interesting, too, because I neighbors. could see the friends he liked and the friends he didn't like, because he learned very quickly... <laughs> You know, point man. the point yeah. man is not the guy that you really like. Wow. You know? So <laughs> his best buddy and him were always at the back of the section. And then his friend, you know, he was, you know, kind of iffy about was was out in front. And, uh, yeah, it's classic. Yeah, so. Well, and my I, boys are loving the D&D thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe there's hope to get all these kids yeah, rolled back into this kind of gaming. And Adam and I today set up, um, and I can't believe it's all summer. Yeah. You know, and I'm off. I had a week of vacation. I built a retaining wall in the front yard. It is four bricks high. Oh. That was the major achievement for me in the summer. Again, I have the time to do all this yard work. I've been kind of going nuts outdoors lately. Yeah. What, does it, what does it retain? Uh, Water. Oh, no. Well, actually, I catch little leprechauns and I throw them in there. Oh, okay. Is that legal? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> as long as you have a retaining wall. <laughs> yeah, no, the dirt, you know. Oh. What is that the right word, retaining wall? Yeah, that's the, right the brick. Yeah. Put in paver stone all around my yard. 
all kinds of things. And still got things to do. Haven't got to the windows and, and plan to play. Oh, it's summer. I might be able to get it with Bob several times. And now I did email you three times, but you were mm-hmm. busy. Mm-hmm. And even Jeff and I were like, oh, let's take, let's go to lunch. Have we done lunch yet this summer, Jeff? No. What the heck is going on? Well, we were going to. <clears throat> yes, you got ill. My wife uh, was traveling over a 4th of July weekend to uh, on a trip for her work. And she came back home, and as often happens, she got sick when she got home. Mm. Picked up something on the plane, probably, or whatever. And so she was sick for five or six days, and then I came down and with lovingly it. Lovingly gave it to you. Lovingly gave it to me. And so I was down for, which is icky in summer, to have the flu, yeah. cold, ick. And yeah. Laura so, was out with it, too. Oh, was she really? Yeah, I guess I heard it. it was kind of going around, actually. Yeah. Something yucky. Yeah. So... But we didn't get our lunch, so we'll try and cram that in. I go back in a yeah. week and a half here. Let's and cram in our lunch. We can cram in a ASL Extra recorded game. Yeah, And then um, I did start Risk, Lord of the Rings Risk, with my son, oh. who also I kept going, oh, I have all this time. We can play ASL with each boy and do this and that. And um, at Lord of the Rings Risk, i got to admit, it really like it. Good forces don't seem to win often. Adam always takes the evil forces. And it's regular Risk with some cards added and some different <laughs> things you can do. Did you ever play War of the Ring? The original ICE game? No, no, it was a fancy flight game, maybe five, yeah, six, it's seven still years. Out. Yeah, no, I have the original War of the mm-hmm. Ring, and I have mm-hmm. played that once. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, the new ones all have, I look at the boards, mm-hmm. and they're not Middle Earth. Oh, that's not the one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay, it's, then I'll have it's to. It's totally Middle Earth, and, and it's, it's really a neat game. I have, oh, okay. I gave it to my cousin many, maybe seven years ago, eight years ago, and he liked because he liked Lord of the Rings, and we played it, and it was fun. It's a little more complex than, than Risk, but it's not I wonder super if it's a redone. Complex. It's not a redone. Or, of no, old, I don't think so. Old, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's, there's lots of, it's all miniatures. Yeah, Miniatures okay. for all your monsters, you know, the orcs and the elves, and then you've got miniatures for all the main characters that go around too and all right i'll have to check it out yeah then. you should check it out yeah I like that kind because a lot of them rings. look like euro games they have this no. generic board and you kind of move on a line to a different hex and mm-hmm. they're not no can you know what i mean it's not like a natural mm-hmm. landscape kind of thing and not tolkien world but mm-hmm. um but anyway i'm doing great in lord of the rings risk and ten, i'm yeah. kind of anxious to go home tonight and, and put in my reinforcements <laughs> I have a huge quantity coming, and Adam is starting to reeling backwards. So yeah, it's good to crush him. Yes. Well, he <laughs> usually wins. So, well, if he likes that, yeah. Is that just a two-player game? No, it oh, can be risk. four. It can be three, and it can be two. Cool. So we'll grab a fourth, and we'll we'll play it. Two on the good, two on the evil, and there's two different colors, so you can start with different regions. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'd be good. I haven't been playing anything. Nothing? Well, well, no, I take that back. I did play uh, Rommel in the Desert with uh, Doug. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a uh, Columbia. I think it's Columbia. Blocks. Yeah, block block game. Very fun. Yeah. Got to watch your lines of supply and Building and blocks stuff like, like that. Lincoln Logs? Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like Legos and or Jenga, but not really. Stratego, more like, I would say. Yeah. Like oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, so we've been playing that, and uh, Rich and I are in, the, are in the midst of something, which I guess we could talk about. Well, dinner. let's go to what you've been playing lately. Okay. What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? 
Well, besides all those great games that we've just been talking about, I got to actually play Advanced Squad Leader. Well, I hope so. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to have to change the name of this show to the which Ambushed by Victory Games show. Yeah, right. So, good for you. Which one you? first? I, I got three oh, you got here. a fistful. Three. I got, yeah, I played, well, we had a passel meeting. You two gentlemen could not make it that night. I got to play... Mike Stubitz, and he got to kick my butt royally. Really? In, yeah, I was kind of shell-shocked by the whole thing, <laughs> actually. You know, well, it wasn't all that fun because, like, <laughs> it was That's so sudden, yeah. you know. It was so sudden. Defending? defending. Uh-huh. And it's Gunter Strikes Back, or do you say Gunter? Gunter, right? I say Gunther. There you go. OA21. OA series is from... Out of the Attic? Maybe? Out of the Attic? Yes, I think so. Yeah, on all right? fronts. No, yeah. yeah. Out of the Attic. Yes, the second one, right? I didn't get the first set of scenarios. And so the British uh, set up here five and a half squads, a tank, and they there was like the board 14 and 17. Well, there was... Um, was it the airport? Airport? Uh, airstrip? Maybe. But anyway, he had to come in and simply control this building at the end. So I set up this defense, a little, little bit out on the edges. You know, he's not going to flank me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he shot straight up the middle with half-tracks. And I sat there kind of dumbfounded. I guess I just forgot how far they can move in oh, a turn. Yeah. Oh. And he unloaded them. And my Piat missed, and then I almost got a kill with something else, and then it was it. You know, you blow two shots at the thing with just that number of troops defending one Piat of mortar and this tank. And the tank, I set up on the other side a little bit, like two hexes over too far to get a shot at him as he pulled these things up, stopped, and unloaded them. And I could have had them in line of sight. And so, yeah, like I said, it was kind of dumbfounded. I'm sitting there going, oh, well, okay, I'll be counterattacking, I guess, to take that <laughs> building back. And then he pulled around the half track behind the building, and I managed to have the mortar there. I'm like, okay, I knew he was going to do that. Killed that vehicle, and killed his other martyr tank because they have thin armor. You know, the martyrs. It's yeah. like armor class four, and with my Sherman armor here, class four. I mean, all right, uh, D- a D- four D- on D- the front <laughs> armor. Yeah, <laughs> and he had three five four eights and three four six sevens, and uh, yeah, it was like. What about your Sherman? What did it do? I mean, if he killed his martyr, can't it just kind of dominate? It's recalled, I believe. Yeah, what was the problem with that? It must set up on board 17. Um, Yeah, why couldn't I? Oh, yeah, it was the runway because it had a bunch of burning wrecks, planes around it. Plane wrecks, randomly placed out there. So replayability, you'd have some variety in in smoke and, and so on. And, yeah, what happened? Maybe you left at home. Yeah. The Sherman, I think, it had to leave. It had to leave. It had to leave. It had another engagement. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Am I thinking of a different game? Sorry, chaps, got to go. Got to go. Tea time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Need to get back before dark. I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember why I couldn't run free. Maybe he got it. Well, he couldn't do PF checks you until make up something. Germans yeah, right. Make we'll up something. It. We'll edit the episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. Make up something. Oh quick. well. Anyway, you can see how shell shocked I was. I can't even yeah. remember what happened with my Sherman. 
It was just, it was not enough to get all the infantry. Yeah, it was still there at the end, yeah. It was not enough to just clear everybody out of there. I couldn't take the buildings back. Yep, for sure. That's what it was. Yeah. So, Bob, you have not well, played in We're sorry for your loss. Right? Yeah, we, oh, we are well, sorry. We, yeah. Well, more importantly, that you didn't enjoy it. There's several of them Yeah, here. really. I can't imagine playing squad later and not enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I had said many years ago on this show, well, the one time I was having an actual bad time was playing Jim Poffenberger, and I apologized and said, I'm sorry, I'm really not having a good time. And what, what was he the said, cause could tell, of that? I could tell, <laughs> Dave, I'm very surprised, because usually I'm having a good time winning yeah. or losing and enjoying the game. And um, Yeah, this one ended early, and I got to watch the other guys play at the Night of Passel. Sorry. And Jeff, you you have a scenario? Yes, I've been playing Chateau de Quiznos, <laughs> which is all about the assault on a on a sandwich shop. Yeah. <laughs> is that from the French module? Uh A64. A64. It's yeah. an annual scenario, a remake from Crescendo of Doom. Oh, okay. Thank you, Bob. Mm-hmm. See? Chateau de Quiznos. Credibility. Favorite scenario from Chris when I before ASL when I played squad leader regular. I forgot you actually did start with the original. Yeah, when I was a wee right. lad. So and I loved playing playing that scenario. Well, you might want to <laughs> do, come do over and help me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because as I mentioned a couple of shows ago, I think this is one that this is one of Rich Spilkey's favorite scenarios. I think I remember him telling me. He has played it eight times, I think he said, and um, he has won a number of times as the French, but he has never won as the Germans, and I think he's played the German side four times. Never won as the Germans. But he's always played competent players up until Until this particular play. (laughs) So I I said, well, Rich, if you want to win as the Germans, I'll play you. (laughs) So basically, and this, this kind of a big, you know, it's three boards, four, five, and six, and uh, the French occupy a chateau, and all they have to do is defend, defend the chateau. Yeah. That's all they have to do, keep the Germans from taking the, yeah. the chateau. And I get some roadblocks, and I get some trenches, and I get some foxholes, and I get some wire. And lots and, of mines, right? Uh, lots of mines. I get 80 factors for mines. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot um, of mines. Yeah. And I get a couple of our uh, four. Oh, four of them. <clears throat> four artillery pieces and two at guns four yeah i must i'm sure i have four out we we played it like uh, three weeks ago so we're okay. and we're halfway through it mm-hmm. and so and we talked about it a bit because he told me about the different ways that he's been losing mm-hmm. and some of the different things and so there's basically two ways to come on the board is the Germans. One, you can you can come on one side, which is relatively open, and you can come on the other side, which has a lot of trees and a road that you that you could go down and then sneak up behind the chateau. Well, I had this grand idea to to set up dummy stacks over on the tree side, and I thought because he's got some OBA, I thought well, he'll gonna, go for the trees. He'll, he'll go for the trees, and he's he's going to try to blow those guys out of there, and he'll waste his OBA on that, and. And he'll waste a lot of time on that, but well, that, of point. course, yeah, I thought so too. But that did not work at all. <laughs> he just dropped <laughs> he it decided, right through that. Huh? He decided to put the OBA on the other side to just uh, drop smoke to okay. to cover his advance there. Now, one good thing did happen right at the beginning, which is he he moved his squad with his leader with the radio 
right into my boresighted hex from one of my artillery pieces. Broke him right away, but he routed back, and then he recovered. And Mm -hmm. after that, he... He's got smoke all over the place now, so I can't see him. He's moving up. He's running up with all these half tracks. And, you know, I, I could really use some help because I see these half tracks coming by, and I think there, there ought to be some way I can take out those half tracks. But so far, uh, I haven't been able to take guns? out those half tracks. Mortars? And machine guns? I'm trying. I've got one mortar, um, which has not been very effective. You get some uh, little AT guns, too. Those are good for killing half tracks. I got some little AT guns. One of them he took out already. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm struggling, and, and he is prospering. <laughs> but we're on about turn seven, I think, of uh, 14 turns. But I think he's going to – I think he's got a couple turns, and he'll have it. Oh. He'll have it. It's it's looking pretty good for him and looking pretty grim for me, and I'm not enjoying it. Um, Doggone it. I'm not. I'm, well, boy, you guys are a downer tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's give, let's give this game up. <laughs> I think we should play Ambush from it, now on. Yeah, let's play Ambush. Everybody it, wins. This, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, except for all the dead friends. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. As long as you don't. But they're not there. So. <laughs> and I love the board with the Chateau. That's one of my favorite yeah, boards. Yeah, it's a very cool um, board. But that building, I think you can get around behind it and keep everyone DM in that building. I don't think it has a nice center hex. It's one of the it's concerns. Our, yeah. Anytime I play, yeah, right. someone there's holding no, out there. There's no, yeah, it's not. There's not a surrounded central hatch you can just route back. Yeah, and, route. and and then there's just an orchard behind it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but but I also played and lost to the square. Now that was the ASL extra episode posted, so everyone can listen to that one. It's also one of those early scenarios, like the chateau. Notice it's the ten turn restart, the fifteen turns. Yeah, 14. 14, this mm-hmm. is 10. You know, in those days they had... Lots of turns. They did, and and a lot of some movement. Mm-hmm. Like in this one, if you don't... To the square, if you don't set up up front, you... Uh, the Russians just move in like a turn or two, actually, before mm-hmm. they may even hit any, any forces. Yeah. So it goes quicker. I would say on this, Gunter strikes back, obviously, defend the building. On to the square... Keep a mobile force ready to move, whichever way that Russian's going. You have to cover a whole board edge, and you can hear it in detail on the ASL Extra episode. There's 20 squads, and yeah, he just, Dave, caught me with a little too much on the left side, and on the right side was able to blow on through and exit the points. The tanks alone, we thought were enough points. Exiting 30 victory points, right, for these T-3485s? Yeah, it's not. Not going to be quite enough. Maybe. I don't know oh, with they... the 9 neg one leader? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. With those two additional points. And that's a really, I mean, you got to, so go tank hunting. I mean, it, it, that's, I think, recommendation number one if you're playing the German. Go tank hunting. And Dave played well, kept his tanks back with his infantry. And in the show, he, you know, says, well, I learned that from you, Dave. I'm like, well, great. But, and I did have fun doing this because we were recording it. But it wasn't close either. Once he blew by that side, mm-hmm. I was frantically running to the right on these diagonal roads, you know, mm-hmm. and thought I could go quicker and couldn't get there. So to That's the a square. big one, four boards. Four boards, yeah. right. And he moves for t- turn or two through one of oh, the boards really quickly. Yeah. So you did not but. set up a forward defense on that one? No. <clears throat> just let him run. A medium, and then I shot yeah. forward some reinforcements. Huh. On the left side where this wall is, an open ground, I totally obliterated him over there. But because I did that, it, 
those guys couldn't run back to the right either. Ah. So I'm not sure that was worth it to go forward. I took out his leader and his OBA radio before he even got a shot off with it and didn't even need it. You know, he didn't even need it. Yeah. So this one, somewhere it was listed as maybe being, um, well, the the roar was real pro-Russian. Okay. So... So there you go. That's Can two, we trust two that I've lost Roar there. Thing? Well, it had a lot of planes on Roar. Mm-hmm. Right, Bob? Do you trust Roar? We um, talked about this before. Yeah. but Somewhat. I mean, it's, you know, I, I look at it, and, you know, if you see something with a lot of planes, it's generally, a, you know, if it's like 50 or 60 planes, pretty good idea. You know, and then sometimes I look in, like, even if it's uh, maybe 10 or 12 planes, if it's like 10 to 2, I'll tend to take a closer look at the scenario. You know, before playing it. Uh, yeah, with fewer planes, that yeah, lopsided mm-hmm. of a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this was like 45 to 30 or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So, and do, Jeff, no other ones there? No, um, that's, the only, that's the only one i played. Then I'll jump to my third, since uh, by Ian Daglish, the late Ian. Mm-hmm. Uh, point to make, this one is J138, so that was from the Journal 9. I Yeah. I think it's some of the last of the Journal 9 ones I haven't played yet. And I lost again to Mark Woods. All three in a row. It's time to pack it in. It is. What's going on, Maybe this is like the new normal. Wow. I'm going to have to get used to it. But this one I'd highly recommend. Point to make. France, 44. Germans get to pick some point systems here, right? So you never know what you're facing. But you are facing an 88... Right, and he could buy another one, and Mark didn't do that. And so Mark observed after that. He's like, "Boy, after seeing my eighty-eight, you know, go to town on I you. I might buy two of them, <laughs> buy the extra one next time instead of the uh, like I don't know two, four, six, seven squads and a seven liter." Um, it w- did go to town on me. That eighty-eight was just brutal, and I did something really dumb too. But I thought I could still recover. It has the the, the British are coming in with massive force. In fact, I looked at it, we gave him the balance, which didn't matter much. He gets an extra reinforcement point. I mean, that could buy him, well, it could buy him a squad or so. But anyway, I gave him the point, extra extra purchasing power. British come on with 12 squads kind of from the front left angling with these little carriers, three little carriers. Now, I took my carriers and I stayed in them and I got across from his mortar an 80 mortar, right? Big German mm-hmm. thing. And I tried to duke it. I thought, oh, if I just get lucky, right, first, I'll break his crew. He got lucky first, blew up my carrier. Oh, I'm supposed yeah. to unload, aren't I? I? I can't lose points. If I lose 29 points, I lose. Oh, yeah, I probably unloaded them. I lost all three of my carriers because oh. I didn't unload them. Yeah. To all the mortar? <sighs> did I get his mortar? Or no, all, did, did the did mortar. Did you lose them all, all to the mortar? No, I took out one, and then his 88 had a line of sight. It was mm. hidden, so it took out another one and then the third one i don't know what i did stupid with it but it was stupid i'm like yeah and at the end i'm like yeah man if i just unloaded those guys could move forward break and route Mm -hmm. and not give up five points a vehicle right 15 half of your 30 point 29 point so people don't do that for sure then you get a six squads coming on from the other side and he didn't plan for those now he had a, a gun over there but i overran it and then was moving in to where we had a game. We stopped playing. We played the next three days later. 
to finish up, you know, I plotted out a little move. It was hard to do. I had so many broken guys out in the front, but my side reinforcement group was moving to this house, take control of this building, the factory, and I moved the tanks. And then he turned, like, just turn and a half in the second night. And then he turned the 88 and shot right down between two houses, between two woods, between two more houses, right down the hex spine. No. Yes, and my tank. And that's exactly what I said, Jeff. No. <laughs> I'm just no. like, what? No. Can I take the move back? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. We, like, actually waited three days. We got together a second night, and we're going to end on a I'm... stupid... I left a tank in the line of sight of the 88, but I didn't see a line of sight. So, yep, good for Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. Good for Mark, bad for Dave. Yeah. And I came up a ravine on that 88 with three squads and tried to jump in in melee. Mm-hmm. And, again, had one of them not broken... And I got in two to one advantage. I might have won the thing, but it, man, it's, it, you know, it gets the hit. Brutal. Great gun and squad leader. Rate of fire with a two on the thing, too. Oh, yeah. Man. It's a nice, nice weapon. We man. should get one. We should get one. We should get one and yeah. assemble it in your backyard. Yeah. I've got room. Well, gentlemen. Is that music? You know what Hayden String Quartet and F means, don't you? Box art time? It is time. Everyone's favorite. Box, Box art. art review. Now, that's, this is a bit that who uh, I never would have thought it would have lasted this long. That's right. And when we tried to cut it out, we had someone donate 50 yeah. bucks just to keep it going. Yeah. 50 bucks just to keep it Just to keep it going. Well, that's enough to pay the, uh, the band. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, live workers. Yeah, they work for cheap. And we have. But we're, we're running into an issue here where we're running out of boxes. We are running kind of out of box art reviews. Yeah. Because we. This is Journal 7, Journal 8. Now, it's possible we did 9 already. I know we did Journal 10. And yeah. we did a product review. And I think we kept up on the game box arts. Yeah. So we might be looking at third party products soon. Yeah. And how Hockey will Valley. that. Will that get us very Hacapali far? Hacapali should be Hacapali, out yeah. any day. Any day. <laughs> we're waiting. I've we're been just, waiting by the mailbox. Just talking off the air. It was episode, I think, 13 when we interviewed Lars Thuring. Yeah. How many? Almost. It's got to be almost five years. I mean, it's been five years since we interviewed Lars. Five years. Yeah. Did your playtesting yeah, screw it up, maybe? Mm. <laughs> maybe I swear they're doing that on purpose. <laughs> That is, who who that would is have thought? Weird. And there's a new... Well, I'll talk about that The later. Japanese before? Yeah, never would have thought that. That never one I would not that. have guessed. Yeah. So, we have Journal 7. We have the artwork by the wonderful Ken Smith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they are continuing to use Ken Smith. And... So is Ken. <laughs> I'm sure Ken is also. Very happy. And it's lovely. Bob, would you like to start? Well, sure. It looks like... <clears throat> let me get my glasses on here. Um, let me put my glass eye in. Now, <laughs> this appears to be a portrait of a, a battle scene in the Eastern Front. Um, they appear to be Soviet soldiers and tanks. Um, the Soviet soldiers are moving through a trench. Mm-hmm. The tanks above them. Um, I kind of assume that means the... The new industrial and mechanical age is grinding down on the human element. 
Um, wouldn't you agree? That I is totally agree. Yeah, Look how the, the tank is like almost literally on their heads if you exactly. didn't know they were in a trench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the time in history of the in, just past the Industrial Revolution by what, 50 years? Mm-hmm. And it continuing. It, brilliant, Bob. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's, well, I think it's obvious. I mean, that's, you know, Ken obviously yeah. you know, wanted us to see that and think about that. Um, and so few viewers actually get the deeper meaning in these works. I, I think many do just subconsciously. And it's, it's, you know, art review is all about getting your subconscious and bringing it to a vocal level, wouldn't you say? I would agree totally. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. I mean, that's really what art mm-hmm. is, is a, it's a visualization of an emotional sensation. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, and, go ahead, Dave. And and the darkness of the work in in the trench, under the grinding of the machines, mm-hmm. and the dust and smoke in the air. Just, yeah, it's like they're in a mine, you know, pulling ore out of the yeah. mine, and the machines working above them, and they're not seeing any sunlight. And, and correct, and the the like pollution, the dust is filling mm-hmm. their lungs, getting the black lung, mm-hmm. and just the abuse of the working class. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and you see behind the the political commissar with the gun forcing forcing the men to work in these conditions. You know, he has the pistol up, you know, threatening them, making them go, you know, work in these terrible environments. That's true. You can you can feel the suffering. Mm-hmm. I agree. You can. And look at the tension in the man's eyes in the front mm-hmm. as he leans on the wall in his exhaustion from his exertion. Mm-hmm. Right. And then contrast the, the old man leaning there against the young boy. You know, so you have both ends, both strata of, of age, the, the very young and the very old having to labor under these, you know, this, this unbelievable burden of, of the uh, mechanical and industrial age. Yes, and Ken has done such a fantastic job in historical accuracy and his, his uniforms mm-hmm. of his men mm-hmm. that he's, he's, again, trying to not make it too obvious what the real meaning of the work is. Right. So he's disguised it in this historical um, um, oh, yeah. vignette. Brilliantly so. Brilliantly so. In fact, if you go to his site, you can read about this work, and he talks about it being General Hepner's panzers advancing toward the capital in the Soviet Union where they clash with the battered Red Army on the outskirts of Moscow with the famous Napoleonic battlefield of Borodino, where in 1812 the Russian army had turned away another invader. Mm-hmm. Again, choosing the Russians, you know, the, the working class, that whole right. communist concept. The proletariat. Yes. At Borodino, the Red Army would again halt the advance of the foreign invader at the very gates of Moscow. And O oh, Comrades Come Rally is the name of this work. Oh, really? It's, you know, it, it makes me wish that Hallmark had done this so that when you open the cover, it played music. Oh, like yeah. Hayden's String Quartet? Well, no. <laughs> no. No, like some Soviet Army March. Red Army or March thing? Yeah. I think that would be. Because it's, um, that's the only thing missing. I mean, it's, I think this is one of Ken's better, best, maybe one of his best pieces. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it's one of his absolute best pieces. I mean, just the way um, the way he gets all the perspective and the sizing and the the facial expressions on the characters and everything are just really spot on. This guy up front looks he's a he's a looks like a big guy though. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he? he's a big guy? He's a big like a butcher Russian guy. Yeah, like a butcher or a 
you know, the laborers, the mining, the, yeah. the, the muscles you'd build up, you know, mule work. It'd be like your arms, your muscles, and so on. You yeah. Know? So true. So very true. Well, shall we look at journal number eight? Oh, and sure. I would advance it by saying not one of Ken's better works, but. Oh, can I just note something for posterity here? A musical note? Uh, in F? In, in F. Dave, uh, after all of these times doing box art review, I think this is the first time you have not mentioned the triangular layout on a piece. Because this is a first. It isn't really in this composition. But even so, you would have mentioned it conspicuously it's, it's lack absent. Of. Yes. Yes. I mean, this. I'm going to write that down in the calendar. Well, I think we should call it. <laughs> We're going to call this episode. And. The, where's the triangle? Where's the triangle? <laughs> <laughs> and. And we've done this one. It's kind of in this journal one. Journal you've done. We actually did journal eight with Ken Smith. Oh. oh. Jeff is correct. Okay. I just remembered. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because we talked about. So, let's see if Bob look yeah. closely at the perspective here. Right. Well, but mean, let's get Bob's opinion because sure. I think Bob can bring so much more to box art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first thing, this is more whimsical. It's 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 almost like a, a homage to Winslow Homer, don't you think? Yes. Um, it kind of is. It has that. Yes. Yeah, you know, you have this, Civil War. Work it's outdoorsy. Homer. You know, you have the the soldier in the back pheasant hunting. Um, you see him, you know, yeah. you know, raising his his uh, shotgun up to shoot the pheasant through the you know pleasant, you know, early, you know, late morning. This uh, is more a celebration of the upper class. I, I would say so. It, or, or just with them, or just the even the middle class, the the just kind of you know free and in the open, the American spirit, the American frontier. Yeah, and it's a um, lighter work. Look at the palette mm-hmm. of colors too. Absolutely. You can compare the two covers side by side and mm-hmm. see a sharp contrast in the in mm-hmm. the tone of mm-hmm. the work. It is. Now there is some darkness in here. You see, you see the you know the shading here of the the soldier in the foreground. And of course, you know, you see this exposed brick here. Yes. So you can see he's definitely making a statement about kind of the erosion of this kind of, you know, the American frontier, the, you know, outdoors, the, the freedom uh, of us. And, you know, World War II, of course, was the beginning of the end of that of that era, you know, American history. Or I wonder, and, too, the, 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 the Americans bringing their, their free, young kind of concepts to the old world and maybe eroding the old world. That's a good Of the staunch, too. the old way. Like the futurist, the artist, the futurist, a new way of art. The old musty sculptures being destroyed in the old museums and, and out with the old and in with the avant-garde. You know, that's... that's huh? In with the avant-garde. In with the avant-garde. <laughs> you know, that's an excellent point, too. And I think you see the duality in the fact you have the yin and the yang patch on the on the American soldiers. Yes, on. yeah. You know, you see kind of, you know, two different, uh, you know, opposing, you know, uh, ideologies, the, the old world and the new world kind of mixed together there. So I think Ken really did a nice job in conveying that, all those ideas in this. Yeah. Um, what do you make of the wooden shutter? How can you tell he's shuddering? <laughs> well, and woodenly. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 again that goes with the with the whimsical kind of you know well, yeah. uh, village life, the outdoors, the mm-hmm. free, the the open. Mm-hmm. You know, much in contrast to the Journal Seven, where you have the you know the industrial and the heavy and the oppressive, you know, look and feel of that. Um, 
you know, so so we have definitely very nice by Ken doing the two contrasting, you know, types of work here. <laughs> the man Journals. is a genius. He is I, a genius. He's an absolute genius. Yes, and I think the perspective <clears throat> he mentioned to us, Bob, on the show, mm-hmm. if you see, like, it looks like the road continues into the building. Mm-hmm. And so if this is the edge of the building going back in the shadow. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have this pattern That's here. not the edge of the building. It doesn't work well. Yeah, that was... What Ken noticed, he said, someone pointed out to me, had a weird perspective thing going on down ah. Well, I think that's looking at a very linear, you know, view of yes. art. I mean, art is not about necessarily, you know, what... You what's know, what on is, the canvas. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that's kind of, you know... It's not, what's behind the canvas. You know, so, I guess. I, I have no, well, no issues with that. Ken would say that this is June 16th, 1944. It's, the work is called Sniper. I was going to say June 17th. Now, it... June sixteenth, very close because yeah, you know it's the American. You can tell from the way the sun is hitting the building, and and you can tell that he's June seventeenth. Yeah, he's because I'm. I see. You knew it wasn't cloudy that day. Yes, I did, and I, but I forgot about leap year, so that's why oh, that oh. threw me off. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and, you know that, that makes sense. Yeah. And it says expecting a restful day in the midst of the 29th division's drive to Saint Lo. That was right about Company the E. Right? Yeah, and he chose that because of the yin and the yang symbol mm-hmm. and, he, and how he worked again the history into this work, um, choosing the unit that has the yin and the yang symbol to show that. Great sim- symbology in that. Yes. Yes, and they find that an enterprising group of German Fallschirmjäger has slipped into town through a communications trench, and one German paratrooper having holed himself up in a church steeple was shooting any American that moved in this work called Sniper. Now, that's an interesting title for this work. I would not have thought that he would call it Sniper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I would not have either. I yeah. mean, I, I'll have to ponder that a little yeah. bit. That's, that's thrown me for a little yeah. bit. But Ken's very deep, so I mean, <laughs> yes, you he have to spend a lot of time yeah. thinking about... Yeah, uh, you know what what the title means. What you know. This what, would be like seeing it in a museum. You need you would need to be careful because you're looking at it. You're you're thinking about it. You're really into it, and then you walk up and you see the title "Sniper." And it's like whoa, whoa. Yeah, that. You're Let right. me start over. <laughs> where, right. Let me step yeah, back. Yeah. Where does that concept over. come from? Yeah. You know, that's just, a great point, Jeff. I didn't think. Yeah, you know, we're looking. We're not. You know, we're just picking this up and yeah. not seeing the the title beneath the composition. Yeah. We're just looking at the composition yeah. and later getting the title, and that and it has a big effect. Probably he left it off there because it's too shocking for many people. It is too shocking. And with that, we will end this segment of Box, Box Art, Art Review. Review. Another winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's always Bob. fun. In the news. Dave, your daughter was in Budapest. Yeah? Budapest. Budapest. And she got home? She safely? got home safely. Oh, good. And how was that? Good trip? Very good trip. Yes, indeed. Yeah, lots of cool pictures. Interesting because I just I saw in the paper on July 17th that they discovered Hungarian police evacuated around 1,500 people oh, in yeah, Budapest. She, she was there, yeah. Really? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you had me going. Yeah. I, 
1,500 people um, from after what? a World War II bomb was discovered during construction work at an apartment near oh. Buda Castle. Oh. Around 80 residential blocks were evacuated, and, uh, of course, nobody was hurt. You know, they do, they do, obviously, they find this kind of stuff pretty often because Budapest was carpet bombed on 37 different occasions during the war. Well, they were still finding this stuff. Yeah, Bob, did you realize how big the battle for Budapest was? Pretty big before, like yeah, before the big. game came out. There's I really big, and if, then if pretty you big. Listen to that episode we interviewed Bill Cirillo. Yeah. I did not realize it was like a Stalingrad or Berlin. That number of deaths and everything. Yeah. Did you know that beforehand? Yeah, I thought it was okay. pretty big. Yeah, I pretty big. Didn't, well, I didn't know <laughs> that. Well, what would you think? It was like a you know a couple hundred guys, I, you know, throwing, like, throwing snowballs at each other, or what? <laughs> And I guess with the focus on Stalingrad and these other battles, D-Day and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, was it really like uh, people would consider, consider it like a turning point in the war, yeah. like Stalingrad or D-Day? or Right. You know. So there's pro- – yeah, again, 60 million dead. So mm-hmm. take any battle for a city, it's going mm-hmm. to probably be much larger than I had thought. Yeah. 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 And there are probably plenty of battles that we don't really hear about much of. That were certainly significant to the people, to the participants especially. Well, correct. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's just the magnitude of the whole thing is mm-hmm. just... And when I think about scenarios, too, scenarios and uh, kind of like, I guess it can literally never ending. Never ending. Right. Yeah. You know, even that Hell hell and High Water book about the Canadians going through Italy and stuff, you know, we'll explore a lot of that is, too. Right. Actually, yeah, there's, I think Italy's probably the least amount of scenarios you see in ASL considering the the length of the campaign. I mean, that went on, what, two, three years? Yeah. Yeah. I think you are correct, Bob. Mm-hmm. There's not a... I mean, they're they're there, but there's not, like, a, a lot of, uh, of scenarios in Italy that you see. Yeah. Right. And this... And July, last month, was the 70th yeah. anniversary of the invasion of Sicily. Oh. And, and the beginning of Operation... What was it? Operation... Husky? What is it? Husky? Was it? Husky. I think that was it, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That was... Uh... And, and coincidentally, I found an article in the paper about a Canadian who participated in that, and he's got his wartime diary out, and he, I guess he's going to be publishing it, but it had a little article about how the fact that this is the 70th anniversary thereof, and it t- talks a little about the... Uh, Canadian Prime Minister, who was a little concerned. First of all, he was urging to get Canadians involved in this because they had been training for so long. He wanted to be sure that they were involved in this. And second of all, he wanted them to be recognized. So he made some calls. Uh, He made a call to the White House to get an appointment with the Canadian ambassador so that the ambassador could urge President Roosevelt to, you know, please get get the Canadians announced. They're going to be in this. And so... Mm -hmm. I'm he sure was very, the Canadian soldiers appreciated oh, that. Oh, I'm sure they did. You know, it was kind of, kind of a big deal. I guess you, you want to be recognized. You're mm-hmm. committing all of these resources and, and people mm-hmm. to this thing. And he was very pleased that when the announcement came out, uh, they said British, American, and – because originally Eisenhower was going to say Anglo-American forces. Mm-hmm. He had the speech already. But so he changed it and said American, British, and Canadian forces were, ah. were being committed to this thing and – Kind of a big deal. Yeah. That was, um, I forget the book that I read. Um, it was about the American paratroopers who who, uh, who jumped into Sicily. Is that the book I gave you? 
We you talked know, it about might have been. Yeah, yeah we talked about a few months ago. Rouge. The red cover. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, um, and that was you know quite a, how kind of a fiasco it was. Yeah, how they didn't think maybe they would even use the paratroopers maybe again because it was such a you know the, the, some of them got shot down by their own yes. aircraft. Right, really scattered all over the place, it's all over the place. Nobody could you know it was it was uh, you know very kind of. You know, it didn't work out the way they planned, but yeah. I guess it was effective enough that, that they, you know, used it again in Normandy you know, for D-Day. Well, they certainly learned a lot. They learned, yeah. and what a horrible way to have to learn that stuff. Right. But you're flying all those guys uh, hundreds of miles from bases in North Africa across the Mediterranean in the dark. In the dark. With no... GPS. With no <laughs> GPS. <laughs> right. Very few landmarks to, to get a... Right. reckoning by and then you say you okay okay guys we're right here okay guys we're, it's time to get out of the plane now <laughs> yeah. like what really? <laughs> really here are here? you sure right well some of them i know they had this where they were like get out here they were over the ocean yeah. they're like no we're not yeah, getting yeah, out yeah, here not <laughs> the green lights on you gotta get out no i think we'll we'll wait <laughs> we'll wait <laughs> <laughs> but hor- horrible horrifying yeah it was really to think of it, primitive technology yeah. and the mm-hmm. things that, and it would I, it always blows my mind is how do they come up with an atom bomb in the midst of all that? It seems like low tech, you know, low tech or average tech planes, parachutes, big cannons, and then suddenly it's like atomic bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait, 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 wait. When do we make this jump? Yeah, a pretty big jump. <laughs> you know? Well, but there was there was a lot of I mean, there were, they were using computers on like the B twenty nines for the, all their fire control were they? for all their guns. Yeah, the guys weren't in the turrets; they were down. The turrets were all manned by guys who were using computers that would figure out the wind and range and all of that. So I mean, wow. there was yeah. there was a lot of sophisticated didn't know that. technology. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and they were. <laughs> but but yeah, at the same time, you look at you know navigation and and uh, yeah, that's. Pretty primitive. Yeah, going. still yeah. compared yeah, to the advances, obviously, today where they know where we are right now. <laughs> they know everything we're doing. The NSA is watching. Yes, but remember, they've gathered lots and lots of intel lately, so what a coincidence. It must be worthwhile. Political yeah. statement was brought by. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked before the show. And I just find it ironic that like the greatest intel cache is that a word? Cache. Cache is a word. <laughs> is to use it appropriately? Yeah, maybe cache. Sure. I don't think it's a cache because this you know your shirt has you a know. certain cache to it. Yeah. <laughs> your walk has a certain cache. Yes, that it does. But they suddenly come out like. 
oh, we've gathered so much very important intelligence. There's, there's going to be this huge terrorist thing going on. It's the end of Ramadan, and oh, we're so lucky we can surveillance you. Yeah. Well, hmm. I know. That does sound suspicious. I, just I, I, I hadn't thought about it before, but now I'm going to be up to all night thinking about it, Dave, <laughs> and worrying about it, and thanks a lot. Well, and Bob, you said you did what with your explosives? Uh, guys, we, uh, you're going to cut this part out, right? <laughs> yes, we're editing this out. <laughs> and, and it's not Bob. My name is uh, Cletus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cletus said Cletus he, Wilkins. he hid all his explosives before, the, before we recorded here because he's a little worried of being surveyed. I want to see what will happen if I just Google how do I impersonate Cletus? a Secret Service oh, agent? I'm going to Google that. Okay. And just see. I would recommend come. it. No. <laughs> see how long it takes. I not recommend that. Yeah. And on the other hand. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. You'd like to believe. It's all on the up and up. and. Yes. I'm sure it is. I've got two other little bits of news, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff that's just come up uh, over the last couple of weeks. Here is a story about a Dutch tourist who was uh, fishing in Germany, and instead of using a regular lure, he put a magnet on the end of his line, and they don't tell us much. It's a very short article. Um, and he threw it in, and he what did he pull out? He didn't. What do you think he pulled out of the water? Well, if it's metal, um, oh, one of those cyborg men from, like, Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Is that no. what it was? No, a, a, a Panzerfaust. A Panzerfaust. Now, yeah, yeah. Got a Panzerfaust. Oh, well, that's fun. Now, <laughs> Where can I go do this? Yeah. Where's the Volkswagen? We <laughs> yeah. all took a shot at that. So, so where was this at? So this this was in Germany. A Dutch tourist. Um, it doesn't say. Oh, the, a shallow stream in Siphon. Uh, let's see, Siphonhersdorf in the east. Eastern state of Saxony. Okay. Now, the article, it, obviously the person that wrote the article doesn't know much about World War II uh, well, armament. I, you're the but it says, write the in, articles. One, in one sentence it says he pulled out a Panzerfaust and the uh, anti-tank shell, and in the other one it says he pulled out this old bazooka. <laughs> so, okay. right. And obviously there's a difference here, and they don't have a picture of it, but obviously it was pretty exciting probably well, for that That would be person. fun. Yeah. And I think I've heard the writers don't really know a whole lot about anything that are writing a lot yeah, of they this really stuff don't. online. Yeah. And the one, did you know, they, they actually, like a lot of your local newspaper articles are written in the Philippines. So they, they troll around and they, like in the Philippines, they hire people to troll Palatine, find out about the street fest. Is this like the NSA too? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, well, okay. no, I'm not just being it, paranoid it, here. And for the record... I, for one, welcome our new NSA overlords. So I just want that to oh, be yeah. on the record. So anyway, that's Bob Holmstrom. guys. Who, yeah, Bob Holmstrom. Oh, not so. Cletus. Yeah, right. Cletus has left the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're hiring out all this low-wage labor. And they're, they, they stroll around and find articles on Palatine, and they write them up, and then they send them back to, like, the local paper. So, You're making that up. No, I'm not. Oh, who, no, oh, no, I am not. Tell me I am there's not. a guy in the Philippines yes. who's... Writing who's, the obituaries. Yes, for our He's time. writing the obituaries. I am serious. I am totally serious. Okay. Bob's, I don't know where you get this stuff, Dave. <laughs> Cletus is still looking at me yourself. incredulously, okay. but I am totally serious. 
I'm going to link an article about it to this show if I remember. I'll, okay, well, if you saw it in print, it must be true. Yeah, Here's it was one on more. the internet. Too. Here, no, it was it's on must like be 60 true. Minutes or something big. It I'm making these little. stories up too. That I've, I've got one more. <laughs> it wasn't really a pants or make it six more. Make it. I thought he was going to say there was a Dutch tourist and he bought a, an umbrella. Yeah. Ooh, that's a oh, yeah. good news yeah, item. That's exciting. This just in from Denmark. Denmark is beginning to demolish uh, Nazi-era bunkers. Some oh. of the hundreds of crumbling Nazi-era oh. bunkers on Denmark's coastline will be torn down oh, no, no, because no. of their safety hazards. No. About 120 of the most dangerous concrete bunkers will be demolished. It, and it's going to cost $2.1 million. They've been talking about doing this That's for a while, much. I guess, but uh. nobody wants to pay for it. And I think, why? well, there's about 600. The, the Nazis built about 600 of these bunkers along the Danish coast. Now, would I yeah, I was born in Germany. Now, I was very what? young. Yeah, I was born there. But I, well, and of course you were young. young when you were born. <laughs> well, no, but when we left. I, don't, I was like ah. one year old when we left. So I don't remember this. But now my older brothers, uh, especially my oldest brother, they used to go into the, the bunkers and play in the bunkers in Germany. <gasps> Where in Germany was this? Uh, by uh, Landstuhl, which is kind of south-west. Uh, wow. Towards along the French border. Towards the French border. Wow. That's amazing. So he used to, he used to play, play in the, the, old, the bunkers on the West Wall. How did I not know you were born mm. in Germany? Oh, I don't know. Either. It's never mentioned. Where were you born, Dave? Joliet, Illinois. See, I didn't know that either. <laughs> so how did I not know that? Because <laughs> that's boring. That's why. No. Joliet. <laughs> Joliet. And Lafayette. Yes, the history is great there. Wow. <laughs> of course, the history is great there, but it's our history, so it's, um, yeah. it's boring. I'd much rather be born in Germany. Why? We don't get anything out of it. It's... I guess you don't, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was Are you a citizen. The, it was actually West Germany at the time. No. You could never be president. South, east. No, I can't. Yeah. Because I would, no, I can't. I was born on a uh, U.S. Army base. Oh. So can I see, can you prove that? Can I see yeah. your birth certificate? <laughs> Ask the NSA. They'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And this last announcement, <laughs> there's goodness. one more. Yeah, I know. Well. <clears throat> but imagine all the kids in Denmark who can't play in the bunkers. I know. They can't play in the bunkers anymore. But, you know, it's probably dull because there's probably not a lot of equipment and uh, old memorabilia it. laying around. It's probably just concrete. It's still well, fun. Well, you know yeah. what I think? If they took a magnet and put it on a string and lowered it into the bunkers. They might get a panzer Pull out a panzer <laughs> They might get a panzer And then they could play. Yeah. They make it more fun to play in the yeah. bunkers. Let's certainly panzer. take a Volkswagen out with <laughs> yeah. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe a guy would... Pull up a Panzerfaust with just a, a magnet, magnet on the end. Of, I don't know. That seems know. heavy, but it could have it's been a, a huge story magnet. It's in well, Der Spiegel. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it, think maybe, it, yeah. Came loose yeah. No, I can. I That's yeah. Uh, and this uh, final thing: there's a new book out about the Hundred Day War, Winter War, in between Finland and the Soviet Union. Oh, new not book. not the Israel. No. Mm-hmm. So um, and the guy named Gordon Sander. Who's seventy-two? Just wrote this book. It just came out from the Kansas Nebraska University Act. of Kansas Press. It's about thirty-five dollars. You can get it on Amazon. But okay. he claims that nobody had ever written a single volume, volume all about the Hundred Day War, and so he wrote one. And it's called "The Hundred Day Winter War: Finland's Gallant Stand Against the Soviet Army" by Gordon Sander and 
and I believe that cover art on the book, not to do another cover art segment. <laughs> yeah. However, that's, I believe, that on one of the uh, ASL scenarios. It is. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I, that, I think that's, that's right. Yeah. I thought that looked awfully familiar. I believe it is. I can't tell you which one, but I think it, think it is. Yeah. That's an interesting, I, I've always had a huge interest in the uh, the Finnish, you know, the Winter War and that so i'll have to check that out hey i, yeah. heard, I heard i'll put M- a link in the show notes yeah. i heard mmp is gonna do a uh finish uh module yeah are they yeah you that's what, what i heard called? yeah I, I can't remember it seems like a vague memory um of what it might have been maybe called. we should do some play testing for it maybe so <laughs> i'll email them and see if this is all true <laughs> or if it was a dream i had I, yeah i think it's a dream <laughs> it's a wish oh my Okay, boys and girls, it's terrain time. And today's terrain is bridges. Oh, is it terrain time? It is terrain time. <laughs> terrain Did you time. Miss terrain the, time. Nineteen fifties style announcement. Oh, terrain yeah. time. Excellent. And bridges is rule six. Is rule what? Six. Six. All bridges are. Man-made structures used to cross depressions or water. I disagree with that. <laughs> what? Okay, you back that statement up. There are ice bridges, for example, that are made by nature. I mean, to That's just true. simply say that every bridge is a man-made structure is inaccurate. Okay. Very disappointing. Well, in are ASL. What? Well, yeah. Are you saying the ASL rulebook is wrong? Flawed? <laughs> Incorrect. I'm torn right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say it is. No, they do have rules for ice sand guards. So maybe they will add in ice bridges. Maybe they will, yeah. Your vehicles will have to make a slippery check or go right off, you know. Yeah. ASL, I'll clarify now. Okay. On board bridges are stone. This is an advanced squad leader, Bob. Mm-hmm. And have um, our stone and two lane. That's yeah. the normal bridge. Normal bridge. Uh, there right. Bridge stone. and stone. And stoned. I mean stone. Stone. Bridge five-eighths inch counters exist and may be used by any unit to cross it. And a half-inch bridge counter is a what? I'll make this a little bit a of foot a... Footbridge. Yes. Called a... Pontoon. Yes. Pontoon a, bridge. A pantaloon bridge. Yes. And you have to wear pants when you're crossing the Pantaloon Bridge. Now, can you <laughs> assemble those bridges in nor- in North African scenarios? No, because there's no trick question. There's no yeah. water. Oh, you need water. Okay. Because right. the Pontoon Bridge floats on the water. Ah, I gotcha. There probably were, you know, because they were learning about a lot about logistics in the early part of the war. And as they were moving men and material over to Africa, no doubt a lot of pontoon bridges showed up simply because they got schlepped into the wrong ship. Who ordered these? Yeah, who ordered these dang pontoon bridges? Get those out of here. A footbridge may be used by who? Or is it whom? Whom? Um, people with feet? <laughs> I was I hoping I was hoping you'd go there. I, uh, yeah, but also bicycles and motorcycles can ah, be Oh, it. well, let me check. And animals. <laughs> Only if they have Pack feet. Animals. Yeah, well. Do they have hooves? Yes. A footbridge. Only infantry oh. unmounted horses. Ah. So, yes, you may guide your horses across. Mm-hmm. And cycles. See? 
Cycles. Yep. As in bicycles. Well, or motorcycles. I wrote cycles specifically. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? To cover both. both? Probably meaning both. Yeah. I, I'm, I would I say. Forget now, but and sidecars. Because cars. if you could take a bicycle across. You certainly could take a motorcycle. Yeah, I would if think you could so. take a horse across, I would think you could take a. Now, what if you have a sidecar on the motorcycle? That yeah. was not mentioned, so I'm going to say yes. They go or if across. it's like one of those tricycle uh, motorcycles with the big. I don't think they the have Harley. Those. They don't have those yeah, in that's, ASL. That's oh, not ASL. Okay, I'm thinking of that other game. <laughs> ambush. Ambush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord of the Rings risk. Lord of the Rings risk. They when have, the orcs they come at you on the tricycles. Tricycles. <laughs> tricycles. <laughs> And what is the stacking capacity of a footbridge? Ooh. One squad. You are correct. Mm. I'm going to say. I'm, um, this, is, this is why Jeff. Hates wait a minute. This. I want to vote now. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you like to vote? One squad. Bing, you are you correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's a tie. Yay. <laughs> now a bridge is an extension of the road hex it connects to. Now, that's a little tricky, right? Because when I started playing, you had this bridge going across a little gully or stream, and you'd try and enter it. You know how the road only goes into one of those hexes, but there's three along that side of the hex, right? Hexes. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you see people trying to get on the bridge from the other two yeah, hexes? Yeah, I slap them down. Like so jump, jumping do over kitty corner. <laughs> what do you think? Yes, jumping yeah. over kitty corner. But it looks like you should be able to. Yeah. Visually. No. Because the road, no. The road only goes into one. You hex. just can't. You, you can't. just can't. You can't do it. So you are correct. And bridges are a separate location because you can be under the bridge or on the bridge. Yeah. Or hot chili pepper song under the bridge. Is there one? Yes. Come on, look at it. Can- oh yeah. yeah. Are we recording? Yes. The red hot I chili have peppers. not heard them this before, but my brother, I've been told, looks like one of the members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The girl, possibly, he has long hair. Is there a girl in the Red Hot Chili? Peppers? Oh, oh no, there's not. Oh, of okay, course, I know this. Yeah, yeah. Under the bridge, if I'm a parachutist, then I am over it. If you're on a horse, you have to get off that animal. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, I know this. Oh, and then it gets really like rock and roll. Under the bridge. <laughs> we could not get it off. <laughs> yeah, that, that can take that two ways. Yeah. Yes, you could. <laughs> you can definitely. And we will. <laughs> Um, <laughs> exception, pontoon bridges are not a separate location. And why would that be? Because they sit right on, on the water. Can't get on them. Can't okay. get on them. Oh, yeah. that's right. They sit yeah. right on the water. Yeah. Now, bridges block line of sight to units beneath and two units on it. So when you're under, you can't shoot upright through the bottom of that oh, bridge. Right. But you know, it would make sense. The guys on top could drop grenades down on the guys underneath. That would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. But that's not in the rules, is it? No, it's not. It's kind of a bummer. The two half squads, the show that confuses you about the ASL rules. Yes. <laughs> you I think, think you we could should drop like a demo charge, right? I swore. You could just I pop swore. one yeah. over there yeah. and say, yeah. good luck, fellas. And then collapse the bridge. Probably <laughs> you'd run that right. risk. And the mm-hmm. next time I'm at a tournament, I'm going to hear someone saying, 
Oh no, this guy called Cletus. His name was Cletus. <laughs> yeah. On the two half squads, he said that you could drop you could, grenades, so yeah. it's double firepower right. down, down, but not up. Triple. Same knocks. Ooh, very, very good. Now, when you shoot through it, does it block line of sight? No. No. Very good. Jeff won. The- Jeff wins. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a hindrance? Yes. Yeah. It depends. Yes. Oh, on what? Well, if you if you shoot straight down the hex grain of a bridge, it's not a hindrance. Down the road, right? Down the road, it okay. has to actually touch the wall. Mm-hmm. The wall, if it's printed, if it's a counter, whatever, then it would fill the counter, whole hex. Then it's yes, and then you have to go straight down the line. Yes, mm-hmm. oh, down the, the hex ro- side the, or the road. The, the road, road. Down straight the road. down. Yeah. yeah. But if it's if it's printed, you 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 can still if you, as long as you don't hit the the bridge depiction. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Credibility, folks. Yeah. Bob is here to give us credibility, credibility because I think I've been playing that wrong now for the last. Well, I don't not know. that long. How long? Twenty eight years. <laughs> not that long. I would it's say not that long at all, dude. Yeah. The last time I thought about it, the mm-hmm. plus one being through the wall of the, of the depiction mm-hmm. was quite a while ago. I'm going to bet I forgot that. I've been treating you have to go back and replay all those. All the scenarios of yeah. 1,000. Yeah, it won't yeah. take long. By the way, 1,144. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think 1,500. And you quit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then I finally give up this nightmare. <laughs> this nightmare. <laughs> that is ASL. And also, it's not a hindrance if it's a pontoon bridge, because that's low yeah. on the water. What happens if you're swimming no. in the river and you come to a pontoon bridge? Can no, you swim we're not. No, no, we're not. Gonna. No. Okay, All right. don't go there. All right, <laughs> we should. Jeff said just exploded. We <laughs> have never covered swimming. I don't think have we? No, we've not done swimming. Okay. So next show. Now across, um, we got to cover it before the end of summer. Bridges. Oh, now wait, Bob. My rule, my notes say bridges are inherent terrain, but not a hindrance straight down the road. That means it, the wall depiction. That's incorrect. Okay, I'll go with it. Bridge counters are inherent. So if yeah, I think, and it does sound familiar to me. <laughs> and shooting down the road, you treat it as open ground. Yes. Pontoon bridge. Always open ground. Yeah. Nope. Nothing on that. Before you continue, do you know the great bridge controversy of a few years ago? Is this the bridge under troubled waters or? No. What's the TEM of a unit on a bridge? None. Well, that's. Oh, wait. If it's a wall. But it's. it's What's the. the it's, pl- it's one. Plus, plus one, one, right? Because yeah, it crosses plus one the wall TEM side. and hindrance. But what if you shoot straight? If a unit's on a bridge, you shoot straight down the road at it. Then it's open ground. Yeah, I would say. So is it zero? Zero, or okay. neg two if it's moving up ground. Okay. There was an a Perry says in the journal six or seven that said, in fact, it was minus one that a unit on a bridge is considered minus one TEM. This caused a great uproar. This would cause an uproar. most people did not play um, the, this way. But apparently on one of the old charts, it in fact said minus one, or there was a note that said it was minus one. Oh. Nobody ever played it that way. Uh-huh. MMP 
issued this clarification uh, maybe four or five years ago that said it was minus one. So you know, a bridge was minus one inherent. And then this big controversy, they changed it then, I want to say a year or two later. So to just be a side note, back to zero. To, back zero. to, zero. Back to zero. So oh, what was the okay. idea be for the minus one? The just the likely a, a unit. small area and the yeah. units are more vulnerable. Vulnerable okay. on it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But it just wasn't the way. But no other rule does that, really. Right. Uh, air, I think uh, the runway. You're on a, you do get a neg one. I thought that was because it was so right, it was, hard and right. bullets bounced off. Mm-hmm. And But then that could be a con- any concrete road. So, yeah, probably was. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, just an interesting set. <clears throat> yeah. Very interesting. You know, the controversy of credibility people yeah. brought to this yeah. program by Cletus. Cletus Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> and in direct fire versus a bridge or targets on it are a plus one. If it crosses. The, yeah. Correct, correct. But sometimes your indirect fires lowers the TEM of the wall, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah, By one. Oh, it's a plus one. That's what I wrote. Indirect fire versus a bridge or targets on it are plus one TEM. I did not know that. I would have figured it was zero. And rule 6.33, only high explosive attacks can destroy a bridge. Use the infantry target type with direct fire. Can't kill. Oh, you can't kill a vehicle and a bridge at the same time. Okay. You can't kill them. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. All right. Because you're using the infantry target type with direct fire and not area. Uh, the same die roll would be used on an IFT, is used on the dudes, is used on the bridge. So when you resolve the IFT attack, Use the same die roll on the guys on the bridge that's used on the bridge itself with a plus three for stone. And what's the plus for wooden bridge? Two. Two. And pontoon? One. Correct. And... Jeff wins. (laughs) What's going on, Jeff? It's... I don't know. I'm I'm going to write up the Jeff says. (laughs) Jeff says. The dendrites are growing in the brain. Yeah. And if you get a KIA, what happens to the bridge? Destroyed. Destroyed. And what happens to stuff under the bridge or on the bridge when it's destroyed? On the bridge is eliminated. Mm-hmm. And under? Eliminated. Correct. Both, yes. Yes. Is a rubble counter placed? I think that's coming up next in my notes. Yes, with a rubble counter at um, the water level. Yes, because it falls into the... I'm going to bet. No, wait. Let's go on. Rule 6.331. When a non-pontoon bridge is destroyed, replace it with the rubble at the level below it. Mm-hmm. Ah. I wrote level below it, but I, I imagine if it's... So there could be an AFV on the bridge, mm-hmm. and the bridge gets destroyed, mm-hmm. Yes, and the AFV is just then eliminated, I would think, right? Yes, yeah. because stuff on it or under, or it, under are it are eliminated. Are eliminated. Okay. As Bob well, says, yeah. then this rubble... Cool. Falls into the river. Mm-hmm. And then... Or gully. Or gully. And if it's a river and you're swimming in the river, can you climb over the rubble and then continue to swim? Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if you're rafting or not or using flotation devices. 
What about water those wings. little arm flotation? That's right. Those yeah, are those the water wings. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. That's what you meant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> little floaties. Okay. Or you can have noodles. You know, the noodles. <laughs> yeah, noodles. I like the yeah. noodles. Yeah. I do like the noodles. That gives you a plus on your swim check. And um, when a... When, 6.4. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You know, that's a better way to do the rules now that I think about it. Instead of reading all this stuff, just say 6.4. <laughs> go read it. And then it. we'll kind of, yeah, go, go read, read it. And then we'll, let's move on now. 6.5. 6. Okay. Go read yeah. that in your rule book yeah. and come back to us. Yeah. 6.331. When a non-pontoon bridge is destroyed. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. 6.4. Oh, right. Enter through the road. Oh, there's another way to get on that bridge, not through that road. You can climb. That's not the word they use here. Scale. Yes, yeah, scaling. Scaling. And are is the rules for, different for climbing and scaling? Well, scaling is for getting up on man-made items, and climbing is it's for, for, it's for, for natural. The cliffs. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's for natural. Is it structure. really? Yeah. I don't know. That's the difference correct. between the two. Right. How do but you is know there, all this? But are they? I don't know if they're handled differently. I don't know. I don't remember. Either. I'm sure they must be, or they no, wouldn't I don't have think make the distinction. Rules, right? I've never climbed <clears throat> any. So. Oh, I have climbed. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that yet. You never have. Never. Yeah. Not up a cliff, uh, nope. like to get a cave. I don't believe in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You haven't even climbed out of the river onto a bridge. No, that I haven't done. Yeah. No. But, but up a cliff to get to a cave, third level no. cave, second level cave. No. Wow. So you just use just, your. Artillery to bomb the cave. Sure. <laughs> I like to climb on top of the cliff and then drop. Yes, roll the DC down. We need to do a show on caves. Have we done that yet? Oh no. No, we haven't. Oh no, we have no, never seen that. anyone climb no. to go after a cave. Yes, it is. Yeah, I think I have. Maybe I haven't. I don't think so. But I know I've climbed. I believe you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you've probably scaled. I. Don't know if I scale though up a man-made structure. I think it's just nomenclature. I think they're the same. <laughs> the rules are, yeah. Pontoons are at water level and can be entered through. Jeff's a actually looking for a rule book. Yeah, which is kind of funny. I don't think I've ever seen him actually look for a rule book. Yeah, I, I don't own one, but I do like to go <laughs> do through the motion. One? Oh yeah, it's right oh, over there. Okay, you do. And oh, that's so right. you have it in uh... <laughs> when. Pontoons are at water level. Ninja scaling walls. I see you're looking at Google search for <laughs> yes, ASL rules. That's yes. kind of funny. <laughs> I better, I, yeah. Okay. Actually, I'm the words climbing and scaling are on the American Sign Language website. I'm pulling that yeah. up right now. Mm-hmm. Pontoons are at water level and can be entered through a non-road hex side. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize so that. swimming. You could go on to the pontoon. That answers that. There we go. And uh, 6.42, collapsing. Now, that applies when what happens to the bridge? If um, if something too heavy moves on it, like a big tank. Or my old girlfriend, Janie. Oh, that is just wrong. Never, never. Yeah, really, that's... <laughs> okay, okay. I hope she doesn't listen to Janie, this show. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Janie. Yeah, you better, you better apologize. Wooden bridges under We have a very large audience. Hope they don't get on a wooden bridge. For instance, Jamie, for instance, is part of our large yeah. audience. Was it Janie or Jamie? Janie. Oh, Janie. Yeah. It was Cletus. <laughs> it was not Cletus. 
<laughs> now, the bridge will collapse under loads greater than its current weight limit. Now, I think this is a crazy rule, but... So, if a tank is greater than or equal to 10 tons, and where do we find that information? Is it on the That's counter? in Chapter H. you got to go to Chapter H. Mm-hmm. So, i got a wooden bridge, and i got a tank, and I want to go on the bridge. So, i got to go to Chapter H. Right. i got to look up the weight of the tank in tonnage. Of course. Is that right? That yes. is ridiculous. <laughs> the, well, then That makes total sense, though. Well, no. You can't you, roll your huge tanks over yeah. something. Well, just say it doesn't collapse or... Print it on the counter. I mean, the King Tigers can not going to run over that bridge. I know. However, a little Brun Carrier can, like, you know, that's as big like, as a Volkswagen. It's yeah. just going to scoot right across. Are you saying carriers because I lost all mine in that game against? Are you just well, rubbing yeah, it in? I, I, it was really passive aggressive way of doing it, but yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to look up the weight limits, then you got to check the collapse. You're button. not afraid of the rule book, are you, Dave? Well, not normally, but <laughs> I just don't drive my tanks on wooden bridges. Isn't that always the Dave answer there to anything go. complicated? Yeah. yeah, if it's complicated, yeah, if it's complicated don't do it. Just don't forget, do it. It. forget it. Then you <laughs> check a collapse by a die roll, two dice, plus one per five tons over the current weight limit. Fractions rounded. Up, greater than or equal to 12. Down. Up, e- up but greater than or equal to 12 equals what happens to the bridge? Oh, collapses. Collapse. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Makes sense. It's not that complicated. It's up having to go look up the darn tonnage of the tank, I think. Well, we're wrapping up bridges here. Point six point four three. Movement point penalties for a wreck or vehicle on a bridge Double. are doubled. Yes, Bob. Very, very, very good. And six point four three still. A oh yeah, okay, so you have this one lane bridge, and I wrote down here. Read the rule out loud, Jeff. <laughs> read the rule out loud. Was your note? Read the rule out loud. Yeah, that is my note. Read the rule. But instead, I think Bob, you could probably summarize it for us. Credibility. When a vehicle goes over a bridge in one direction, you put a marker that signifies that direction, and no vehicle can come from the, the opposite way. direction that turn. Right, because it, it it's the same time it's span. It's a one-way bridge. It's a one-way, and, yeah. and it's the time mm-hmm. commitment. No, yeah. In that time span, since one went that way, the other guys had to wait, right? Yeah. And, that's, and I think I wrote read the rule because it's very much more complicated than that. But I for don't this, think it much is. It, I'll bet it is if you look at it. Like, well, they probably write it well, like it's more complicated. Okay, gosh but darn it, probably, I'm reading the rule. Read the like, rule. Like, like 6.43. But like Bob says, it, it's the spirit of the rule. Right. You understand yeah. the spirit and of the rule, and then you don't need to... Right. I mean, ASL will have a hundred words, but once yeah. you understand what it what it is, it just it can't go that way. Yeah. Yes, I, I do like that spirit of the rule concept. And... Should I pause us? Let's pause. No, 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 no. Here we are right here. No? Okay. Once a vehicle moves across a one-lane bridge in a yes. direction opposite that used by any vehicle on that bridge during that player turn, no further vehicle movement is allowed onto that bridge in either direction during... Oh, in either direction. Oh, in either ah. direction? Well, during that, said. <laughs> during <laughs> that player turn. The wow. direction of vehicular traffic on a one-lane bridge thus far in a player turn can be marked with a one-lane counter. A one-lane bridge is blocked to vehicular traffic by the presence of a wreck. Well, we could have figured that out, too. Right, you got a wreck. It's one lane. Well, that covers the lane, or vehicle. Exception, exception. I'm skipping those. Normal wreck removal rules apply. An unhooked gun on a one-lane bridge would be eliminated by an armored vehicle entering its hex, 
and the FV would have to check for bog. Oh, so you automatically have to run over the gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't put a gun on a, on a one-way <laughs> Well, Not unless or, you want to get you rid of it. Stop, yeah, or, and see. stop the enemy and make them take bog checks coming over, maybe. Yeah. While on a one-lane bridge, a vehicle-covered arc must always contain an adjacent road hex, and this allows changing the VCA center hex spine only from one side of the road to the other. So it's a limited VCA also. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the narrow road rule, but yeah. but different. So there you go. Yeah. So how many one-lane bridge scenarios have you played? Two. Yeah, which ones? I don't remember. Okay. Do you remember them? How would I remember what scenarios you played? You played 1,100. <laughs> well, I remember. I, mean, <laughs> I remember. Dave, I mean, it was 400, number 483. Oh, that's right. Jeff played me in it. And uh, 912. That's correct. Yeah. Those two. Those two. That's the correct so, answer. Do you remember yeah. Bob playing one lane bridge? I don't think bridge? I've ever played a one lane bridge. And if you have, I know your next question is, has it mattered? Has it ever been blocked? I, I don't know. Probably not much. Well, and then that gives us... But I've just, I don't I, think, I think I've ever seen a scenario with a one-lane. So we should yeah. write one. Yeah, we no, should no, write one. Are. Was that like Camp Groove Piper maybe that had them or it, no? Yeah, probably more of those than not, yeah. I just never remember seeing a scenario with one. Yeah, I, I definitely remember laying the counter down, and it, no one wanted to go the other way, so it mm-hmm. didn't matter in that case, <clears throat> let alone having a gun on it. Mm-hmm. An unhooked gun. An unhooked gun. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> a footbridge is a half-inch pontoon, as we kind of talked about. Yeah. Only infantry. It's the same rule. Are you going back? No, nah, it's 6.44. Oh, they mention it earlier when they talk about bridges, and then they specify in pontoon. Okay. And actually, that's a good thing about the rules. You'll find the rule mentioned kind of multiple places. I kind of do like that because... Yeah, so then you don't have to go back yeah. every time. You don't always say C rule, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And 6.45, underwater. I, I don't think I've played I, a scenario with an underwater I bridge. I remember reading about an under, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, an scenario. underwater bridge? An underwater uh-huh. bridge. A, like a pontoon that's under the water. Oh. Yep. It has a plus two destruction die roll modifier. Doubles the road costs. Yeah. Because you got to kind of wade through the through water. It. And no road movement bonus. I wonder, what does that signify? Is it like when the engineers were drunk when they laid the bridge? Or were they, you know, ah, whatever, yeah. ah, okay, a couple yeah. feet of water, don't yeah. they? You know? <laughs> Maybe they didn't account for, like, the rising tide. Do streams have tides? No. No. Well, I don't know. If they're close to the ocean, they might have some, they might be affected oh, by I mean, tides. They could get heavy rain. And it can, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it can swell. The, the level but a change. pontoon bridge should... Rise with the water. It's floating, yeah. Because it's floating, unless it's, um, unless somebody let all the air out of the pontoons just as a joke. <laughs> the Americans sneak out. Let's go. Let's go. Or the Germans could sneak out. Well, let's, the, let's see air out of the pontoons. The British were known for making you know practical oh, yeah. jokes practical on the Americans. Jokes, yeah. They could have done that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a Guaranteed to break the ice at parties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> well done, chaps. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Shanks vote notice the yeah. thing. <laughs> so, that yeah, be, that could be. That. Yeah. Quiz show, can you burn a stone bridge? No. And you can... If, it, if the fire is hot enough, <laughs> maybe. 
You're not allowed to kindle a bridge, are you? You can burn a wooden bridge, but as a stone building. So it's a little harder because, I guess, the water hanging around there maybe. I don't know. I thought there was a rule that said you couldn't kindle a bridge because there was like. Well, okay. Kindling. Like. You My, weren't supposed to destroy bridges. Soldiers were like, it's you know. It's too damaging, too valuable. And, yeah. 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 Well, the this rule is saying it burns as a stone building. So maybe that's spreading fire from burning wreck on a I stone bridge. I maybe think of a different game. I don't know. I just no, there was it's, a rule that doesn't said say. But you couldn't. You couldn't I didn't write down kindling. Mm-hmm. I wrote down it burns as a. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was spreading fire. Yeah. And entrenchments and mines. What about nope. those? Oh, AT no. mines. AT mines in sure, view. Exception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, no, you're not putting them in the entrenchments on a bridge. And that ends. No foxholes. No foxholes. No trenches on no a bridge. Trenches. What about a sangar? No sangars. Yeah. What about an ice sangar? But yeah. why, if it's an ice bridge, why couldn't you chisel out an ice sangar? Well, yeah. put a sang- sangars are just. Yeah, bags. Why can't they put a bag? Well, I read this from the updated rule book. Okay. Well, it must be correct. After the. Well, that's um, is that west it? of Alamein. Yeah, that's it for bridges. That's plenty. Is that that's, is that it for the show? I think that's it for the show. We've gone on plenty, plenty for an hour and a half. So, well, thanks everybody for listening. We're just going to wrap it up and ship it out. Thanks everybody, and well, we'll see you next time. Thanks guys. Yeah, yeah thanks yeah, Bob. Yeah. Great to see you. Yeah, Very good to see you. Yeah, see what I mean? Credibility. Yeah. I, okay. In so many ways, <laughs> and we yeah. hope you'll join us maybe sometime very soon. Perhaps I will. That would be great. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Uh In the meantime, roll low. And rally well. But not not when you're you're playing playing us. us. Bob, chime in. But But not not when when you're you're playing playing us. us. There There we go. Yes. Thanks. I'll do the American Sign Language. But (laughs) not. Uh, Whatever. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. more about bridges I'm than I would have ever wanted never to know. Know. <laughs> but it's interesting it makes me want to play Except some scenarios shooting with through the wall actually. depiction that yeah 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 that's interesting yeah